Oh. Okay. Well, hello, hello world. Another beautiful day. Welcome to Kako TV. If you're just joining us, uh, we we like to do and we like to let the the viewers come in so we talk a little shite, you know, before the, the viewers come in, you know. Oh, I, I'm good at that. <laughs> you good at talking shite? Well, you first, you first. <laughs> uh, we had a little, we had we had a bit of fun getting uh, set up for the show. You know, we came on earlier. Uh, first of all, you did not even have a Facebook account. So I'm, I'm honored that you open up a Facebook account just for me. Yes, yes. It will be immediately deleted after we're done. But we wanna uh, uh, thank you and thank the viewers, you know, who are, are gonna, uh, we have three people online right now. So they're gonna be coming on and we warm them up a bit and then we get them, what are you drinking? The island mug? The cocoa tea, oh no. Was was there anything else? <laughs> Is there anything else that you could be drinking? I mean, it's a Sunday night. There's not much you can drink on a Sunday night. Okay, so it's ha I'm, I'm happy to have you here with us, and uh, no just let, let the viewers know that you can comment at any time during the course of uh, the show. You can also ask your questions. Um, he will choose to answer them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, that's PG PG thirteen questions. Yes, uh, PG thirteen questions. Yes. Um, um, and I'm sure he'll be happy to to give you your the appropriate answers. Um, but I just want to sort of talk a little bit about Dwayne and and how I know Dwayne and the story behind knowing Dwayne. Just before we get to know who Dwayne is, okay. Um, I met Dwayne. Wow years ago i was a teenager yes we, we, like i was a teenager when i met Dwayne um in toronto and um scarborough town center yes <laughs> and he was dominican and all of that and met his mom and all of all of whatever and then um a little while after i met a young woman and it was just like she, i said to her oh i'm dominican she was friends with somebody else because I worked in the mall at the time and she worked in the mall and she was friends with somebody that I was friends with and we got introduced to each other and I was like, I like that girl, you know, so like, <laughs> an instant connection. And then she goes, what are you Chai, Chai. And you, she, I go, where are you from? She goes, um, I'm, um, she goes, wait, I'm like, I'm Dominican. She goes, she goes, for real, I'm Chinese. She goes, I, I know this other one, Dominican guy. I'm like, really? What's his name? She goes, I'm and, and yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was that was it. That and it's it's so funny because like we meet, I've met other people who know you and who know her, and they'll say to me, um, "Oh, how you know her? You know, like mm -hmm. it's strange that I know her, right?" Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "I know her before I know all of you." Let's <laughs> <laughs> be clear. I've known her for like forever like even my cousin um last year was surprised at how long um i've known the, the person we're i'm talking about you know mm -hmm. that, that kind of connected the two i think you you've them. known her pretty much the same time you've or just about the same time you've known me yeah. that's correct that's correct so since back in my my teenage years um and uh so so many things has happened for both of us and i'm very happy to have you here thank you on on my show, uh, welcome to Kako T. Um, Thank you. I just want to give you a little um, rundown as to who Dwayne Murphy is. He was born on the nature island of the Caribbean in the <laughs> of Dominica. He moved to Canada with his parents at the age of four. Uh, he was persuaded to start acting and graduated with honors from Humber College, acting for film and television program. Over a decade later, he has been featured in various U.S. and Canadian productions, um, including TV series like Degrassi, The Next Generation, where he played Eric, uh, Ghost Whisperer, uh, You Were in the Mentalist, Nikita, Rogue, Agent Tron. In I, I didn't even know you were on that that show. I had to like go back and be like, Oh my God! I <laughs> 
right? Because I actually watched that show, but he was um, <laughs> Agent Tron in CW's uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, I remember seeing you when you featured or you featured in suits. I was screaming my thongs out. <laughs> uh, little dog, <laughs> little dog on uh, CBC TV, which airs every Thursday. That's and, right. Uh, and that's a TV series, Star Trek Discovery as Captain Maddox, which is on CBS this year, as well as Doom Patrol's member, Negative Man, in DC's Titan. And that, yes. that was just actually announced, like, not last so long week. ago. Yeah, last week. Yeah. <laughs> Hi to Dwayne Murphy. Hi, Dwayne. Hello, 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 hello. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you. It's good to have you um, on uh, here with us again. Thank you for uh, having me. Really appreciate uh, you being here. Dwayne, tell us, who is Dwayne Murphy? Oh, geez. Um, who is Dwayne Murphy? I'm a son. I am a spouse. I am a father. Um uh i'm a good friend uh and i'm just i'm honestly i tell people all the time i'm just a regular down-to-earth caribbean boy and that's it like i go to work which is just happens to be set or filming and i come home and that's it and that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell i just like to grind and keep my head down and just quietly chug along and do my thing so that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell and how did you actually end up living in Toronto, Canada? Because you migrated from Dominica. Tell us about the, the process. Um, well, how that worked was uh, my father actually, my father actually came to Canada and then, you know, just the evolution of migration as parents do, they go first, they kind of scout and make sure it's good for their family. So my father came first and then he filed for my mother and me to come so i was about four when i left dominica so um unfortunately i've kind of like lost all my accent and like i don't know how to speak creole unfortunately i know how to swear because my mother used to swear at me all the time in creole so <laughs> but you know like i've gone back a few times um since since i've left but i left when i was four so i was pretty young and i've been in toronto uh i lived there until i was 21 then I moved to the States. I was living in LA for four years and I kind of didn't like living in LA and I didn't like living in the States. So I moved back to Toronto and I kind of just go back and forth now, but my home uh, base is Toronto and that's where I like to be and live. So. Good, good. So you, you've been here for quite some time. And as you clearly say, you have no Dominican accent. Yes. So. <laughs> You sound seriously. Do you have a switch? Can you switch between a little I mean, bit? I can turn it on sometimes if you need it to come on, you know. I mean, you sound interesting. <laughs> <Southern onset. laughs> no, no, no. I'm just yeah. messing. I, <laughs> if I'm around Dominicans, then sometimes I'll, I'll say some things in, in Dominican, but most of the time, um, I can't. Like, I, I understand it, but mm. I, I don't really speak it. Okay. Okay. Um, now, what is one thing you've learned as someone coming from the Caribbean and, I mean, knowing your parents are from Dominica, raised in Dominica, they, they became adults in Dominica, so to speak. Um, what is one thing you've learned as someone coming from the Caribbean and migrating and being and, and living here now in Canada? Um, something that I've learned from migrating. Um, hmm. Well, the biggest thing I've learned is that um, travel, traveling from a young age is just very important. It just gives you a broader perspective of the world and understanding that, you know, it's not just this little bubble that we all have of our own cultures and our own lives and our own homes. It's really just like there's this big world out there. And I think the earlier you're able to travel and get out in the world and see things, um, it just it just gives you a better sense of life and understanding of what kind of person you wanna become. So that's probably the biggest thing I learned since moving to to, to Canada and, and leaving, you know, the tiny little island, a beautiful island of Dominica, so. Now, in most recently, like sort of to digress a little bit, as you mentioned, Dominica, recently struck by 
um, her, devastated by Hurricane Maria. How did you feel? You know, what sort of emotions? You know? Ooh, well, I know I sent down a, a couple barrels with my uh, some other family members of mine to um, family that we have down there, and um, it was it was just tough. It was tough to deal with because it was like I felt helpless. You know, I felt like I couldn't do anything, but. Um, we have an association up here in Toronto and, um, they were, they were working out of, um, working out of a local storage and, and they were, they were loading containers to send down, um, on a constant basis. I think all up till like last week or the week before they've been sending down, like they sent down a big mattress drive that they did for beds and stuff like that. Um, so I, I was just happy that, you know, we gathered and we gathered together and we were doing something as, as, as individuals up in Toronto for our country back home. So that was the big thing that I was happy about. But on my personal end, um, I sent, um, I sent down some barrels and stuff from families of mine. Okay, Marvin says, uh saying, uh, Marvin says you have the accent self. <laughs> Don't make him fool you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Marvin. Marvin is locked on. We have quite a few people. Yeah. Who are, Sorry, one uh, second. Uh, coming on. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. All right now. <laughs> All right. So, um, when uh, when did you decide to actually get into acting, and and what incited that interest? Um. For me, it was, um, for me, it was, a. Uh, uh, I think I had an experience with a drama teacher in grade 10, uh, no, sorry, 11. And basically she told me like, you know, take, like I was just being a class clown. I was always the class clown. That was my thing. I just enjoyed making people smile. And um, I was kind of going through a tough time in my life when I was younger because my parents were splitting up and all that. So for me, it was just I wanted people to smile. So in order to kind of mask my pain, I always decided that I would just be the class clown and make people laugh. So that was my thing. And um, for me, it was all about doing that, coming to school and, and just making people laugh in drama class. So one day I kind of had a drama teacher. She told me, like, look, you should just take this seriously. You're actually pretty good at, at this whole drama thing and kind of tapping into emotions that, you know, people can't really get to on their own or, or they're not open with sharing in front of people. And I was always kind of, I'm always like an open person. Like I'm very, I believe in vibes and energies and all that stuff. So um, for me, it was just, it was just something that I think was always naturally in me. But until I had that confrontation with my teacher in grade 11, my drama teacher in high school, it was something that I really started to think about seriously. And then my father, my father had a friend who, was a sports broadcaster for TSN back in like the early, um, sorry, the late nineties, kind of early two thousands. And I was like, yo, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. I want to do sports broadcasting. And then I was a big fan of Fresh Prince. So I was like, man, if I could do sports broadcasting, I'll do that. And then um, it kind of snowballed from there. And then it, it, I just ended up becoming in getting into acting because, because, um, what happened is I, I uh, got an intern, uh, basically internship co-op program through high school to be uh, a basically um, a stage manager's assistant in the Toronto Performing Arts Center. And then what happened was in high school, uh, grade 12, I did that for a full season. And then um, after that was done, um, I was like, okay, now I, now I know what I want to do. I want to be an actor because I was around actors. I saw them put on a stage performance. Um, and that's kind of where I, I, I decided I wanted to become an actor. So it was actually in co-op in grade 12 that kind of pushed me over the hump and I was able to be around actors and pick their brains. And that's where I made my full decision of where I wanted to be an actor. So it kind of happened in high school, but it was always something that was part of me. So, so you were sort of mentored into it. I was, but again, I feel like, you know, only child syndrome, <laughs> me and my active imagination just, um, they just wiped. let you do what you want. Yeah. You know, I was always the kid watching, you know, um, watching, uh, action films and reimagining them and, you know, jumping off my bed, pretending I'm like 
flying through the sky as like a superhero. It's just stupid stuff like that. Cause you know, only child syndrome, right? So got to make up your friends, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it, it was always something that was a part of me performing, um, you know, just, just the genuine enjoyment of, of like literally seeing people laugh and escape their problems. I just love that look on people's face when they can, you know, when you go to the movies and you watch a movie and the movie's so good, it just takes you away from, you forget everything. Like I went to watch Black Panther last night for the second time and I, I it was just as good the second time because it just takes you away. It takes you, you literally believe everything you're watching on the screen. Like I believe Wakanda is a real place. <laughs> like for real. You can't tell me Wakanda is not real. It is real, okay? <laughs> so that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> What are you, what was your your absolute favorite role ever in all the roles that you've played? Ooh. What would you say would be your your most favorite role? Good question. That's a really good question. My most favorite role, and it's crazy because every time I do a job, it's like it just like it's always different. I, I've been able to not have uh, you know some people get typecasted and they they play the same roles over and over and over, and because they have a certain look. And, you know, me being a young black African-American man, that's that's I could easily fall into that pitfall of, you know, the gangbanger or, you know, the you know, the, sometimes I get the oh he's the nice, the nice boyfriend next door for the black guy. You know, what I mean, or the token black guy, the best friend, you know, I could fall in easily into those categories. But um, I've, I've been lucky to be able to play all types of different roles. Uh, let me see the best one. I mean, each one comes with its own with its own challenges. But the the best one I would say for me was I got to play a detective on the show called Played. And the great thing about that was we were kind of playing characters within characters because you had to play a cop who would then go undercover to then, you know, bust up a, a drug ring or something or a prostitution ring. And so it's literally you're playing a character within a character, which was pretty cool. But like there's been other challenging roles where I had to play like a one armed PTSD guy who was a bank robber. So I had I had to pretend I had an amputated arm, struggling with PTSD and all this stuff. And then I end up having this like big shootout with the cops. So like every role brings its own challenges, but I don't know, man, it's hard to pinpoint which is my favorite. I like them all in their own way because they're so different and unique and special and I connect with them some sort of special way. But I guess the the cop one right now, but then I've also been like a I'm also a superhero right now, so it's like I, I know, know. It's like you're doing. Uh, it's it's hard to pinpoint, but I love them all. I love. Them. I have a question. Yes, um, I have a question. Uh, like re, you're playing different roles. How hard or easy is it to cry? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, what do you think about when? You have to actually play uh, a person like you're about to cry. Oh, good question. So for me, um, just to kind of share how I work with my technique, um, the big thing is I like to use, like, for me, acting is very hand-in-hand -hand with real life. So, you know, I tap into things that I already know and feel. So if I have to cry for a character depending on what the character is crying about, if it's something that I've been through, I just tap into that experience from, you know, let's say something that happened, it could be donkey years ago, you know, like from my childhood or, you know, whatever. Um, but if it, however it made me feel in that time and it made me feel like crying, I just tap into that past experience to bring up those same emotions, um, which I guess is kind of weird because people are like, how do you even remember those things or how do you do that? But then if you really think about it, like, we all remember pretty much every time we cry, True. right? You you remember every time you, you cry. That you remember that you, feeling. That's what I'm saying. You know that feeling. So for me, I tap into that feeling um, by just bringing up the memory of what it was that I was going through and trying to apply it to the circumstances that's in the script. Um, and that's, you know, the, the word for that is called method acting. That's what that's called. Mm -hmm. So I'm very method. I believe like, you know, whatever whatever's happening in front of me at the time that's in the script, I've somehow related to that in my in my real life, so that's how I kind of tap into that. No, I'm even like sticking to that. Say on the along those same lines. Mm -hmm. You're you have to cry in this role, but you have like twelve takes. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it gets hard. Like that's when it gets hard. 
How yeah. hard or easy is is it? You know, that's like, when it gets hard. So like you know, you start crying, and then that's your 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 first take. You know, and then the director's like, "Okay, great, take 10. <laughs> Bring it back for me, please." But no, what 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 people don't realize is that you know, in those takes, you know, you might have a wide take, you might have a close up, you might have a you know. So then you got to know the. That's when you start knowing your you know. Every business has its techniques and its its tricks that you use and. Um, for me, it's all about, you know, you want to wait till the camera gets to the close up. So, you know, I'm not going to cry when the camera's all the way back there like this. But when I get to that close up and I'm right here and the camera's all in my face, you know, that's when you want the magic to happen. So you, you kind of, you know, you, you learn your techniques and, and as, as any job in any business, there's, there's tools and tricks of the trade that you use. So that's kind of what I do. And, you know, you got to, and you also got to pace yourself. Because as they say, you don't want to give everything right away because you know I got, you know, six, seven, however many more takes it is that the director's going to want or need. So, you know, you pace yourself. And, and that's kind of it, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. I'm taking tips. You never <laughs> me, know. I might decide. Let me, let me drink my tea. Let me drink your tea. I might decide to, to get into acting. You never know, you know. Hey, you got you can do it. You can do it. I'm, I'm enjoying the tips, you know. Yeah, no um, problem. Let's talk about your family life. Um, tell us about life growing up. Ooh, wow. Um, I mean, I had I had a pretty I had a pretty good life. I'm not gonna lie. You're an only I, child. I mean, we know that already. I mean, I'm an only child from my mother. I'm an only child from my mother. Um, so I do have I do have a couple other siblings. Um, but as for growing up, I I grew up an only child by myself. Um. I come from, I come from, you know, I come from two Dominican parents, father and mother, both Dominican, born and raised. Um, they live in Canada with me, obviously now. Um, so for me, it was, um, it was, I had a good life because I had both my parents in my life. I didn't have them both under the same roof, um, which was a little tough when I was going through that. And, you know, my, 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 my upbringing was, stable for the most part, raised by a strong single mother. Um, but I had a lot of time to myself. My mom was always working, you know, uh, when my parents split up, my dad was always working. So I, I had to see my dad under, you know, um, you know, uh, certain times of the week. Okay. Um, so for me, it was, it was, it was a tough experience because, you know, every kid wants to have their parents in the same house growing up. Uh, so I always felt like I always felt like I did something wrong as a kid as to why my parents weren't together. I was like, oh, man, like I messed up as a as a son or I did something wrong as a child, which led to my parents not being together. So I kind of had to deal with that growing up and like had to like learn for myself, like, you know, no, I didn't do anything wrong. And that's just kind of how life is. And people fall in and out of love and da, 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 da. So for me, it was it was tough. It was tough because. You know, I always had the 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 vision that they painted on TV of, you know, the white picket fence, the dog, the mom and the dad. And, oh, honey, do you want some orange juice and bacon and eggs and da, 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 like Sunday morning breakfast and all that stuff. So I always had that vision of what a family should be like. And then when my family kind of broke up, um, it, it, it took a toll on me. It took a toll on me. But I think it shaped the man that I became today. And I think it's helped the profession that I'm in because I'm able to channel, channel those emotions and, and use them for positivity. So it was, um, I would say for the most part, my childhood growing up, growing up was, was tough. Um, but I mean, there's a lot, you know, tougher experiences out there that people go through, but I, I love it because I love it, how it, how it shaped me and who I became from it. So, yeah. Would, would you would say, you say you're, you're totally, totally against, against families, families splitting up? up? Like, because you said how much. Right. That no, that's, that's a good question. No, you know what? No, I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, the biggest thing that I've learned um, growing up and now having my own family is that, you know, in order for two people to, to be successful individuals, parents and spouses, they have to know who they are, you know, before entering any kind of union relationship. They have to know where they stand. They have to know you know, what their calling is in the universe and all those things, because I believe the stronger an individual is on their own with their own self-worth and all those things, the better person 
spouse and unionship or slash relationship they will have. So I'm not against people splitting up. I'm just, I'm a just big believer in make sure you know yourself going into a relationship. And a lot of people, I think, don't know themselves very well before they get into a relationship. They kind of just, they kind of are longing for companionship um, instead of, instead of, yeah, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't focus on themselves and focus on who they need to be and, 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 and bettering themselves before they get into a relationship, they think getting into a relationship does all that. And I'm like, you know, that, but that's just from my upbringing. That's just from my upbringing, but you know. It is what it is. Right? It is what it is. <laughs> all right. Now, um, based on what you just said, would, could, if somebody were to ask you, yeah. Brain, describe yourself in one sentence. Ooh, oh boy. One sentence. Okay. What would you say? You look that sentence. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, refuse to fail. Refuse to fail. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's not a complete sentence, but just I refuse to fail. That, that's just me. You know, I, I believe that no matter whatever ups and downs people have in their life, like there's never a reason to fail, like or quit or give up. You know what I mean? Um, I, I come from a profession of no, like professional no's. That's all you get is no, 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 no. You didn't book the part. You didn't book the part. You didn't book the part. Okay, you finally booked the part. Now we want you, right? So it's like- so You've gotten a lot of no's. Oh, heck yeah. You th Come on, I've been in the business 11 years. 11 years I've been in the acting business and you know, you don't, you go through a lot of no's before you get that one yes. So for me, the best sentence to describe me is, you know, I will never lose or I can't fail. You know, it's just, I don't believe in that. So getting all these no's, how does it make you feel? Do you feel broken? Does it, do you get, feel hurt? What sort of emotions go through? Because I can't, I can't imagine, mm -hmm. or I'm trying to imagine you going up for a role where you have to cry. Right? <laughs> that's because you, I'm, that's because you know me on a personal basis. That's why. I, I know it. <laughs> And and then you you cry, okay. They say do it again. Then you uh, cry, uh, do it again, because you're auditioning for that role, right? Uh, and then you gotta wait a couple days. And then <laughs> a couple days later, they call you up and they're like, "Oh, sorry, Dwayne, you did not get the part." Sometimes you don't even get a phone call. Sometimes you don't even get a phone call. Um, well, I mean, the thing is, the thing is, how does it make you feel though? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm human. Sometimes I feel like I suck and I'm just like, what am I doing wrong? You know, but the thing about, again, this kind of comes back to a lot of my upbringing and how I view life now because of it is that you have to see the bigger picture of things. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own place and time in the universe. And the thing is, as long as you keep working hard, and I mean hard, like work hard, keep your head down and grind and hustle and do the things that you need to do to better yourself at your craft, whatever your craft is. Cause like your, your craft can be, you could be a mechanic, you could be a chef, you could be whatever. At the end of the day, in order to be the best at your craft is you wanna do things that are bettering you in that field. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the better you get, it's gonna stand out and your hard work is gonna start you know, showing to others and they're gonna wanna bring you in and be like, I gotta work with this person. Cause I like what they're doing. I like their vibe. I like their energy. So that that's kind of how I've dealt with all the no's is like, okay, cool. They just, that wasn't meant for me. Let's move on to the next thing. Maybe that's meant for me. And eventually like, once you start looking past the no's, you don't even, you don't even remember them. You only remember the yeses. So I, I barely remember the no's now. I, I only remember the yeses, which is, those are the only ones that count at the end of the day. Really and truly, these are the so only ones. Why am I going to focus on the no's then? Mm. Can we can we get personal? I, I thought we were already getting personal. <laughs> really personal. Oh boy, jeez. <laughs> Number PG, um, PG, PG. It's Facebook. <laughs> PG, yeah. Um, tell us, are you single? <laughs> Doing single? I, I, you did say your family, and yes. when you when you relate to your family during our conversation thus far, it's been your mom and dad. You know mm -hmm. the dynamics of that. So I know there are a lot of 
a lot of sisters out there probably looking at him. <laughs> They're like, he kind of cute, and he don't really got wings. <laughs> oh, good boy. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happily in a relationship. I am happily in a relationship with someone I've known, poof, geez, for half my life, um, who you know very well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing about her is that, you know, she, she centers me. She's, she's, she's very, she's Trini. So, you know, Trini, Trini women have hot blood. <laughs> But you know, her she she centers me. She centers me because she she always keeps things in perspective for me. And um, it's funny because our relationship was kind of it was weird because we broke up and then we kind of we were together in high school. I remember right? that. Yeah. I was like, because yeah. I, yeah. I remember. I remember she saying to me, "I know that not even know." You know, it was it was, it was no big drama. Yeah, no big, no big like you know like most girls are like. I can't stand that fella. She just did it. She's like, <laughs> she, she was like, we're not doing no one. And that was the end of the conversation. No, no descriptions. Yeah. No, no. no, no long story. No. And no. then, and then I, remember, I remember going on her Facebook and she was, she was expecting. And I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> like, yeah. What did no. I, did I miss something? Well, I mean, I mean, we, we broke up and then we were like, you know, we were always revolving around each other in the world and her, like my family really likes her and her family really likes me. So we always kind of had that interconnectedness, even though we were net, we weren't together for a while. And then we got back together and, and now here we are and we're, we're living happily ever after, I guess, as they call it. <laughs> so no, but we're good, and uh, and I'm I'm happy, and I can't complain, and it's nice to be able to like, just for me, like my profession, my profession is is ridiculous. It takes me all over the world, and, and that's what I was coming to because I was gonna yeah. ask you how does it feel when you have to leave for long periods of time, like you see going back and forth to LA, and I remember sometimes like like being being here in Toronto now, she, mm-hmm. she'd say to me, "Oh, Dwayne's gone for like two weeks," and I'm like. Wow. You know, she said, but then I think about you <laughs> and, I, and I don't feel so bad. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yes, yes. The dynamics of my relationship now. Yes, and she's, yes. like, she's like, I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, that kind of goes back to what I was talking about was when, you know, when two people, two individuals are so, are so strong with their own self-identity. Uh, you okay over there? You okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. Oh, God, boy. You okay? I, I'm okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> my phone fell and everything fell on it. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. But like when I was saying before is that when when two individuals are, are just strong um, standing individuals on their own, um, you know, they're able to revolve around each other, whether they're close or far apart and still know that they re- that they have that respect and love from their partner. Um, and it just comes with the strength of knowing each other and just knowing individually where we stand and who we are in the relationship. So so for us, it's like even when we're apart, we have our we have our, our our things that we do to make sure we check in with each other and just make sure everything's good and everyone's all right. But she gets it. She sees the bigger picture of what I'm doing. And and I see the big, bigger picture of what I'm doing. And usually, to be honest with you, usually the time flies. Like I was gone last year for like five weeks doing a job. And I swear to you, it felt like I felt like I was done in like two weeks and I was back home. Didn't even feel, <coughs> excuse me. Woo. Bless you. Didn't even feel like I was gone for five weeks. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, we just we just keep chugging and, and you do what you need to do. And once your partner understands and respects, once you have a partner that understands and respects each other and what they're doing, then it's it's nothing. You just you just keep pushing. Well, what sort what of sort advice of would you give to someone who is dealing with probably didn't or considering a long distance relationship because you guys don't really have a long distance relationship, but at times right. there's, the, there's the long distance aspect of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times women or men may feel I can't do long distance. Like this is just not for me. Um, I need to have my, my spouse or my partner near mm-hmm. me. I need to know what's going on. Um, what sort of advice would you give to someone? My my biggest advice would be just like trust and seeing the bigger picture of the relationship, um, you know, understanding that, OK, yes, we're far apart, but it's 
you know, it's for a time, it's for a moment in the relationship. It doesn't, it's not the rest of the relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yes, okay, we're apart for six months, but okay, let me just buckle down and get through these six months instead of focusing on the six months. Let me focus past the six months. So that by the, before you, uh, before the time comes, you know, the time has come and gone. It's like, oh, wait, we're here together now? You know what I mean? Oh, that was six months? It didn't even feel like that. I was so focused on doing all the things I needed to do to better myself so that when I'm back together with this person or when I see this person again, I've improved myself so that I'm even more open and ready for them in our relationship. So the biggest thing is trust. And I would say having a strong sense of self um, will get you through any distance at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, love is love. You know what I mean? Love conquers all as cliche as that sounds it, it's true you know what i mean you can um you can be in timbuktu <laughs> and if you love somebody you love somebody you know that's that's all that matters and and as long as you guys are focusing to be better individuals so that when you do get back together or when you do see each other you understand that that time is precious and you treat it as such how does Dwayne stay focused Ooh, good question. Um, I love that question because a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to have a strong mental will and self-discipline. Um, so for me, the way I stay focused is having a strong mental will and self-discipline. Um, I love to go to the gym. I love to improve myself. I love to improve my mind. I'm always looking um, how, for me, the biggest thing is to stay focused is how do I improve myself on a day-to-day -day basis? How do I improve myself mentally? How do I improve myself physically? And how do I improve myself spiritually? Um, I believe if you're, if you're not tackling one of those things every day, then, you know, what are you, what are you driving towards? What's your end goal? What's your, what is your passion? that's driving you every day. So for me, I know what my passion is and I engage in one of those three things at least every day, once a day, mental, spiritual, or physical um, progression. And if you're challenging yourself to, to learn one of those things every day, you will, you will stay focused on whatever it is you love. So for me, that's how I stay focused. Hmm. Wow. Do you, have any, <laughs> do you have any regrets? Oh, geez. Um, I don't like that word. Wow, I don't like that word. I hate that word. Regret. Tell me why you don't like that word. I don't regret. like that word, oh, boy. Okay. Um. Let me see. The the reason I don't like that word regrets or failure or any of those like there's certain words I don't use in my vocab. Regrets is one of them. The reason I don't like it is because everything in our life happens for a reason. So if you regret something, that means you didn't learn from it. Because whatever it is that you were supposed to learn from that moment, whether it be good or bad, you can't regret it because it's supposed to teach you something. So I don't regret anything. I enjoy everything. I enjoy the challenge, good or bad. And I mean that, positive or negative, because you learn from everything. And you have to see what it is that that, that situation is trying to teach you. So I don't regret anything. <laughs> Someone is actually asking a question. Sure. Um, going back to their actually, they've actually pulled you up on their TV screen, so they're looking at it like they were watching the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> oh boy! Okay. Um, how difficult is it to memorize lines? Ooh, good question. What, what are those pressures like? Knowing others may be on top of their game. That's a good question. And for me now, this, this is, this, it's, it's very different in every, in every case for actors. Some actors have a really, really hard time learning lines. Other actors, it's like, they just look at the paper once and they know what they want to do. For me, um, I have a bit of a photographic memory so I can like, when it comes to learning lines, I'm re it's, re it's really easy for me to learn lines. And, you know, Every actor has their their process, their homework that they do to to prepare. But um, for me, it's not it's not hard to learn lines. I can I can learn a piece of dialogue depending on what it is. But it usually takes me like less than an hour, thirty minutes sometimes. It just depends on how much I'm saying. But there's like there's tricks and tools that you're supposed to use. Like I love learning lines in my basement on my treadmill because when you're running you're saying the lines and you got to learn how to breathe and run at the same time. And then you're getting it in your body, not just in your head because, you know, lines have, have emotions and lines have, 
you know, significance and, and like when people are talking, like I talk with my hands a little bit. <laughs> so when, you know, when you're talking, you're trying to figure out, okay, how does this, how does this character move? How does this character work? What's their energy like? So I love getting on the treadmill and learning lines. So that's one of my, my biggest pet peeves, but learning lines for me is, is not hard. It's not hard at all. And then the second part of her question about the pressures, knowing that others may be on top of their game. Oh, I mean, hey, as much as you want other people to be on top of the game because you want to you want to come in on top of your game, too. So it's not much of a pressure. It's more of a it's more of a, you know, you it's, it's just like anything else. Any other job you show up to your job and you've got a big, you know, a big meeting or big presentation that you have to present in front of everybody. And the the biggest thing is you 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 rehearse the night before whatever it is that you're you're presenting. And you come in on top, ready to go. And that's just being like any other athlete would. They practice, 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 and then you get ready for the big game day. So it's the same thing as acting. You put in all the work the, the night before, the time before, leading up to the to, to, to filming. And when you come in, you, you're ready to go. Don't get me wrong. That's why we have multiple takes, because eventually you will mess up one or forget a line. But that's just how the game goes, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's not really a pressure. It's more of just what comes with the territory. Uh, Jasmine was saying, yes, agreed. There's a reason for everything, even if it's a negative outcome. The positive is that you have earned a lesson or you have learned a lesson and is added to the manual of your life. Yes, so Xavier, preach. <laughs> it's Xavier. Oh, okay. well, I said his last name, his last name. It's Xavier. Xavier, sorry. Yes, we're Dominican. Don't try with your Xavier. Uh, I'm, I, I, I live in Canada now, so they say Xavier <laughs> where I'm from. But I'm sorry for mispronouncing your name, sir. I uh, um, somebody's asking, another person's asking, how flexible do you have to be with the lines? Like, do you have to know them word for word? <laughs> no, you do not have to know them word for word. Really? Um, I always thought that you guys had to know, like, no. word for word. And that's a big misconception. That is a big, big misconception. People always think, oh, I have to say it with the... I, I, I skipped the the and I skipped the was and the at and no, no, no. The biggest thing they want as an actor. Presentation. Well, yes, they just want you to convey the emotions that is being presented on the piece of paper. Yes, you might miss a the. Yes, you might miss a at or an all or blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, as long as the context is said and kept within the frame of the script, that is all that they care about. Mm, well, well, um, Mr. Mr. Xavier said that he lives in Canada too. Hey, he just wanted to to clarify that that he lives in Canada too. He said he also says I'm a big fan of uh, of Trekkie Star Trek. Ah, yes, okay. What can you tell us about your character in Star Trek Discovery? <laughs> um, well, for me, I'm I was only in two episodes, but what I can tell you is. Um, Sinequa Green, uh, she plays, she plays the captain, um, uh, Michael Burnham on the show. She's the lead. Uh, I will say she is a phenomenal, phenomenal woman, a great actress and a positive, positive woman. Um, she's just leading the way with, with the whole show. Um, with my character, I had the pleasure of working, of doing a scene with her and I play a captain of another ship. And what happens is, um, we get some orders from our emperor that we need to go on a mission and I'm presenting her with the mission. Um, and that's basically what happens in the, in the, the two episodes that I'm in. And then I have a big, um, a big fight sequence with Jason Isaacs. Um, and, and I can't give away too much without you watching it. So you got to go watch it. But um, when, is, when does it come out? It's already, it's already out. It already came out. It came out er, back in January. My, my two episodes aired back in January. So you can go back and watch it. It's already out. Um, so yeah, I play a captain of another ship and then I come in and I have to tell um, uh, Sonequa's character that we have this big mission and we need to go on it. And, and that's what we do. <laughs> Would you say acting is a difficult job? Ooh. Um, it's difficult because of the financial aspect um, and just not knowing where you're going to be and how much money you're going to make <laughs> every month or every year. Uh, you know, some people have that, you know, the nine to five, which is fine. Um, and they know exactly how much money they're going to make every two weeks. And, 
at the end of the month, they're going to have exactly this. And at the end of the year, they know exactly what they made. For me, it's not like that. <laughs> For me, it's different. Month to month is always different. Um, so the financial aspect. There's, there's no month to month. <laughs> it's pretty much day by day. <laughs> Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that, that comes with, with being an adult, you got to be smart about your money and, and your finances and all that stuff. So, you know, you may book a big project, but then you might not work for three months until another project. So you just got to be smart about your finances. But, um, through the grace of God, I've been able to do this and, and rarely ever had to pick up a side job because acting has been able to pay the bills and, and take care of my family. And then on top of that, the only other difficult thing is just scheduling stuff. You know, sometimes family want to do stuff and schedule things months in advance. And I'm like, look, I would love to say yes, but just know that I might have to back out because I might book a job and have to go to Timbuktu and do this. And then, but again, you know, being with, with, with individuals and people, loved ones that understand these things, you know, they kind of roll with the punches and we do what we need to do to make stuff work. So those are the only two things that are hard, planning stuff and financially. <laughs> you mentioned Timbuktu twice. Have you been there? I actually love Timbuktu, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that. I was like, I was like is that a Dominican thing? <laughs> like, what the? I think it is. I think it is. I really like, Dominican, your mother probably used that a lot, right? They always, you know what's funny? Timbuktu. Timbuktu and and they always want to talk about Peter and Paul and Joseph and you're like but wait who are Peter and Paul and what who you outside with Peter and Paul and Joseph and I'm like what are you talking about I don't even have friends named Peter and Paul like I don't know I don't know, I don't know. yeah that's a West Indian that's a West Indian slash Dominican thing what does the future hold for Dwayne Ooh. Man, uh, I wish I could tell you, but all I know is what it's in front of me right now. <laughs> um, just continuing the acting path. Um, currently doing the show called Titans, where I play uh, Negative Man in the Doom Patrol. So that's coming. What? Who's Negative Man? Tell me a little bit about Negative Man. Okay, so the new show that I'm doing is um, it's called Titans. Um, I'm part of a group called the Doom Patrol within the show. The Doom Patrol is this old comic book from the 1960s and they're finally be like putting them into live action. So this is the first time anyone's ever gonna see them on TV. And I play a character called Larry Trainer, AKA Negative Man. So Larry Trainer is, he used to be a fighter pilot and um, on one of his missions, he flies into this like cloud that's like radioactive and has like negative energy it was called. And then he crashes and then he basically becomes radioactive. So he has to have all these bandages put all over his body to keep the radioactivity from hurting other people. They're like specially treated bandages. And that's who I play. I play the bandage man. I kind of look similar to the Invisible Man. If you've ever mm. seen the Invisible Man when he has his bandages on, I kind of look similar to that. Um, hello, Vanessa Dupi, the Commonwealth of Dominica Association of Western Canada is tuned in. That's my mom for everybody who doesn't know. That's my mom. <laughs> Your biggest supporter. My mother. Um, but anyways, back to my, back to, yeah. So I play Larry Trainer, Negative Man. He's a part of the Doom Patrol. Um, that will, that show will be airing, uh, the Titans TV show, sorry, will be airing later in the fall of this year. Okay. Um, and DC is going to have their own streaming service. So it's going to be similar to like a Netflix service where you can subscribe to them and then the show will be on there. And that'll be worldwide. So everyone will be able to see that. Um, what else? Uh, you're also, you're also playing, um, oh, yes, uh, little dog. Yes, I forgot. Sorry, little yes, dog. I want to know about little dog. <laughs> okay, so currently you can see me Thursday nights, but this is only for our Canadian viewers. Canadian. Sorry, my US partners. Um, well, if you have, you know, you know, there are ways and means, of yes, that. yes, you know, you can go to the bootleg sites and yeah, I did not say that, my brother. Like, <laughs> I, I am having. I, I, I we, all, we, we all knew what you meant. But, <laughs> I just said. <laughs> but um, so what you can do for so for Little Dog, uh, that comes on Thursdays at nine o'clock on CBC. I play Rico Havoc St. George, who's a boxer from Montreal. Um, and uh, what happens in the show is that I play um, the rival boxer to the main character so i'm basically the bad guy i'm like apollo creed and rocky 
I'm that guy. Mm. Um, so I can't give away too much because the show is con- in the midst of its airing, of its run. So you got to tune in on every how many, Thursday. How many, how many episodes? That's seven episodes for the show. I'm in six of the seven. Um, so make sure you watch this Thursday at 9 p.m. on CBC. And it's a comedy, and which is which is crazy because it's only my first time ever doing a comedy. Really? Um, yeah. And the crazy thing is people always tell me I'm funny. But... I don't think I am. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but I, like, again, like it goes back to your question of what was my favorite character put, to play or what was my favorite role. And this was kind of one of my favorite roles because it was a comedy. Um, it, it had its own challenges because I had to play a boxer. So I had to do a lot of boxing prep. Yeah. I was about to ask you about like preparing for different roles. Like- yeah. See, that was to date. That was the hardest role I've ever had to prepare for because um, I had to be in like peak physical condition. I had to look like a machine. Show us those muscles doing. <laughs> um, they're out the window. So they, I, I take them off when I'm done work. I take them off and I put them away. <laughs> uh, oh, good question, Lind Yupi. What actor would I like what to What actor work? would you love to work with? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, we all know the 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 great black actors out there, Sidney Poitier, Denzel Washington. Um, geez, geez, there's so many, there's so many. But I would probably have to narrow it down to only because, only because, and this has been probably within the last few years that I've really wanted to work with this actor, only because I get a lot of comparisons to him when I walk onto a set. A lot of people consider me as a a, a younger Lawrence Fishburne. Really? Yeah, I get a lot of. I get a lot of that. I get a lot of that. So I, I, and he works a lot in Toronto too. He works a lot. I know. I know. I heard. So I I would love, love to work with him one day. Like, he's he's probably. I mean, I I would love to work with all of them. Denzel, everybody, Ryan Coogler, uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, you know, Denzel, you name it, you know, Sidney Poitier, although he's retired, I still want to work with him. Forrest Whitaker, I would love to work with all of them. But right now, the top of the list right now is Lawrence, only because I just get so much comparisons to him. Uh, someone is asking, how supportive has your parents been with your career choice? Oh, geez. Uh, so early on when I told my, well, I told my mom first I wanted to be an actor. My, my dad just kind of learned about it as I, as I was doing it. <laughs> bless him I love him but uh my mom my mom was like okay all right you know because she's she's you know she's you know second generation Caribbean woman so she's trying to figure out what does being an actor even mean like what does that mean Dwayne like I don't get it so she just kind of said okay cool like if that's what you want to do then okay that's what we're gonna do um and I think I think you know as as parents do they just kind of wait and see what what happens with their kid but once once i she saw that i was serious and like i wanted to go to school and get training and you know being in the co-op program and being a stage manager's assistant being in the theater watching other actors working with them i think once she started seeing me do those things she realized how how serious i was taking my craft and and the profession of acting and then you know and then when i booked my first role in in a movie which was crazy like Six months out of acting school, I booked a lead role in a, in, a, in a dance film years ago called How She Moved. And my mom was just like, whoa, like, my son is really an actor now. <laughs> say, say it exactly like how she said it. Well, I mean, there was a couple of cuss words in there. You know, stuff like that. So, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I mean? But, um. But yeah, she's my mom is my mom is my hugest fan and, and I'm thankful for her because you know there's been times when obviously I'm human, I doubted myself early on. And you know, especially when you have success right away, you think that it's always gonna be like that. And then, you know, everybody goes through a humbling experience and then you realize like, oh man, like this is a this is a marathon in this business, not a sprint, because you just gotta keep going and climbing the ladder. And, you know, having having, you know, my mom and, and just people that are that are always rooting for me is, is the best feeling, man, because then, you know, you don't want to let them down. You know, you don't want to let those people, you know, feel like, 
you know, oh man, like you were really good. Why'd you stop? And it's like, those are the people that keep me going. So my mom has been my biggest fan, my biggest supporter, and, and I love her to death. And I don't even have Facebook, only for you tonight. And I my, know. And my and mom she, promotes she, everything. <laughs> she she takes promotes care of that. stuff hard on Facebook and shares and shares and triple yeah. shares. So I don't need to have Facebook. She's my Facebook. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something about that your mom did. So when I posted... Um, I think I posted about a flyer. Mm. Um, if you'd like to be on, you know, taco tea and whatever, whatever. Mm. She comes up in my inbox. She's like, "You should ask Dwayne." <laughs> <laughs> so this was rigged. This was rigged no, no, no. in the beginning. We'd already spoken. We'd already spoken. <laughs> we'd already, we'd already like confirmed everything. We had our dates and everything. I had your flyer. Your flyer was already created. You had already vetted it and everything. And she's like, you should ask to him. You know, I think he'd be good for that. <laughs> so I'm like, I like Vanessa the fly. <laughs> you see? You see I, I just sent her, I sent her the fly and I, she really, she really routes for you. She's oh really, man. I, I, she I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. You always meet people like that in your corner, so I'm thankful. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Now, um, final question for you. Okay. Uh, Mr. Murphy. Um, if you I'm going because I'm an island girl, you know, mm -hmm. uh, born, raised, you mm -hmm. know, in the islands, went to school in the islands. And a lot of times going straight to Dominica, the, the arts are not promoted mm -hmm. as, as you'd like it to be. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people pay more attention to the academics. Not a lot. 99%. And track and field. <laughs> uh, is, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and in Dominica, it's not even, it's not even track and field is not even considered as much you know as wow. the, the academics you know you have to be you have to be a number one student you have to be this you have to be on top what would you say to somebody who is probably looking at you right now and Dominic and thinking i'm a funny person mm -hmm. i can do this I, mm -hmm. I i do plays in school i think i i can i can i can be an actor you know what sort of advice would you give a young person who's looking mm -hmm. at you now and as, with aspirations to act, mm -hmm. but there's very limited resources to tap into, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the situation, in their own situation that, that they're in. What would you say to somebody like that? Well, the, gr the great thing now is that, you know, um, social media is so prevalent now. Um, and it's such a game changer for people and people are starting to make money off of social media, YouTube videos, and back when there was Vine videos and stuff. So, before, if it was early on in my career and you asked me this, this question, I would say the first thing you need to do is go get training. But seeing as we're talking specifically for the Caribbean and it's, and it's harder for someone to be like, I'm going to go get training because where, where would you get the training? The biggest thing I would say now um, is that the beauty that we have available to us as young creators, actors, artists, is this right here, our phones. And the great thing is that you can, you can make a video on your, on your iPhone or your smartphone now and get people to see your talent that way and showcase it and post it somewhere. So for me to answer that question for right now at where we are and where I am in my life, as a young Caribbean person thinking about getting into the field of art in any form, whether it be music, um, comedy, actor, whatever, it's it, make your own work. Don't wait for nobody. Go get your own work. Make your own um, creation. Sit with your friends. Brainstorm. Come up with ideas. Because at the end of the day, you know all the stuff that you you guys think that is funny that you're doing in your own time is probably just as funny to somebody else. They just don't. They're not seeing you guys do it. So why not just make a video out of it? Record it. Write a script. A, a script. A small little story. Film it. You have all these tools accessible to you. You know what I mean? And, and it's so easy to, to, to reach the world with social media that, that you can create anything in a matter of seconds. So the biggest thing I would say is, as a young Caribbean person thinking about getting into the arts is showcase your talent because your tool to showcase it is in your hand every day. So that's, wow. that's what I would say. Wow. I did say it was the final, but I have one more thing okay. I want to ask you because um, I'm, I'm looking at in terms of myself. Yeah. Um, I, I, as you know, I do ads, I do commercial, uh -huh. I do a lot of these things. And I am very critical. Like I 
of what I when I put out stuff. I'm always like, I could have sounded a little bit better here, and I could have sounded, <laughs> you know, I could have said like sometimes I'll do one take and I'm like, I could have said the like the, you know, I could have you know, I could have I could have tweaked a little bit on my voice. I could have squeaked a little bit. I could have sounded a little bit motherly there, mm. you know, and stuff like that. How do you criticize yourself when you see yourself in a film? Oh. What do you what goes through your mind when Dwayne comes up on that big screen? Little dog is airing it this Thursday. Like Dwayne's up on that screen in his gloves and everything, his muscles. And what do you say when you look? When you look, when you look at it, do you, what goes through your mind? Oh man! Um, I mean, as an artist, we are our own worst critic, obviously. So, to be honest with you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. To be honest, half of my work. In my career, I don't think I've ever watched. Um, it's only, it's only sometimes. Like sometimes, I really connect with a certain character, and I'll be like, I have to watch this. I want to see how how I did because the biggest thing is, if I if I can make myself believe myself, then I I know for me, I'm like, okay, I'm happy. I did a good job. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, it just depends on the character that I'm playing and how interested I want it and how interesting that character is and and how I want to see what I did with that character. Because it's hard, because when I'm in it, or doing the character, like if I'm, when I'm doing the boxing, and I'm, I'm in it, so I'm not really paying attention to what the outside world sees because I'm in the box. Mm-hmm. So when I finally do get to watch it and be outside of the box, I can finally say, oh, okay, that's what I looked like, or okay, I like that, or I didn't like that. So what's going through my mind is that- Majority of the time. Majority of the time is God. I look stupid. <laughs> That's what's going. That's what's going through my mind. I'm done. <laughs> I'm giving it one hundred. <laughs> oh man, I look so stupid. No, um, I mean it's it is what it is. Sometimes I watch it and I love it. Sometimes I, I'm like I don't want to watch it. Um, other times I'm like I watch it and I hate it. Um, but for me, the biggest thing is I know if I if on the day when I'm filming it when I'm in it and I feel good after I did it, then I'm like, okay, I left, I left all of my work in front of the camera at that moment. I'm happy. I don't need to watch it again. It's only if it's an interesting character that I would, I'll watch the finished project. So like, for example, the boxing, I, I've been watching that because it was my first time ever playing a boxer. The role was challenging and it's my first time ever being in a comedy. So I was like, man, I kind of want to see, mainly I wanted to see if the stuff that was written and how I performed it, if it was funny, you know, if people laugh. So um, it's, it's challenging to watch myself, but it's, it's enjoyable when the character is right and the work is interesting. Awesome. Uh, Rona Azavi says, sounds like you're nearing the top. I'm looking forward to some more of your work. I think that sort of sums it up. I am so happy that you took time out of your busy schedule um, opening up a Facebook account just so you could <laughs> be there with, I mean, it could be 100, you know, just so you could be on here no uh, with us. And I know, I have no doubt that you're going to be deactivating the account <laughs> as soon as we, as soon as Sipsy, Sipsy, um, uh, and, uh, and I, and I get why you do it. Um, of course, you, you would like to keep your, your, your personal life, personal life your work yeah. but uh, for folks who'd like to you know follow you you are on twitter and you are on instagram yes so, um, i've actually put in your your um, handles so people can follow you on there um so they can see your work see upcoming stuff that you're doing thank you and, and i'm just really grateful that you were you were able to join me here you know um no my problem. show, you know, a very new, new, new initiative. Thank you for um, having me. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm absolutely grateful that you took time out of your schedule today. Sunday could be a family day for you, and, um, and you took time to do that, and I really appreciate it. And I honestly wish you all the best. Thank you. You know, in all your endeavors, and keep keep working hard, and keep remain focused, keep doing you, and. I have no doubt you. that you will, you will be on top. Thank you. You know, I have no doubt that you'll be on top. Thanks again to all of you who, who um, came on. Wait, 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 wait. Let, yes. let me sit my cackle tea before I do. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, 
your last beat? <laughs> I was about to ask you why you buy that cockatiel. We talk about that off air. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and thanks again for tuning in to Cappuccino. You know, always have a little bit of cockatiel in your life in the morning or in the evening. You know, they say chauffeur. You know, you warm your heart a little bit. <laughs> and whether it's in the morning, really, and, and it also keeps you for the whole day. If you take a nice good, good cockatiel in the morning. <laughs> Thanks, Dwayne. Thanks for being here. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks, guys.